0: there is an estimated half a million men women and children that are homeless in our country in this great nation each night statistics show the number one reason for homelessness is affordable housing dr butler and his family have started the grace project it is a plan to build clean affordable homes that will help get these families off of the street. They would love for you to partner with them by donating to this show where 100% of the proceeds will go to the Grace Project. When you partner with the Grace Project in any dollar amount, you will receive Dr. Butler's latest book. To give, please go to momentspod.com or anchor.fm forward slash moments of grace and hit support. Thank you in advance from the Grace Project.
1: This is your host, Dr. Adron Butler, and welcome to a moment of grace. Beautiful day here where we are, and I pray you are having a wonderful day as well. Unfortunately, uh, if you're listening to my voice, you know we've had tornadoes in our nation, and we've had some some other things going on. I know there is a, a demonic spirit known as coronavirus, uh, but uh, I'm trusting in uh, our Father that uh, every Uh, Every disease and anything the world has created or anything that's going on, uh, we're already protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, At the same time, we want to make sure that we are being safe and doing what we have to do. But God does not give us the spirit of fear, uh, my brothers and sisters. So uh, we're not going to, we're going to do our due diligence. Uh, But uh, as far as being fearful about what is going on, we're Uh, not going to let that consume us. We still have to go on with our lives. On today, I'm so happy to have uh, Pastor Larson with us uh, from uh, Norwalk, California, uh, pastor of the uh, Encounter Christ Church. Pastor, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Good morning. How are you? Oh, standing on top with all things under my feet, Pastor. We're doing very, very well. I tell you. Um, How how are things out there in California?
2: Right now, it is uh, you know sixty-six degrees and sunny. Um, Yeah, so every you know California is a beautiful place to live, and um, yeah, my son lives in Tennessee, and he was dealing with those. uh, uh tornadoes too he said he was 10 10- so uh man our heart goes out to you guys uh out there and and uh but yeah california is uh this is the reason why we pay the tax this is a wonderful place to live and so um very little very little problems when it comes to weather so, right mm-hmm. Got you.
1: Yeah, my family and I actually vacationed for two weeks in California this past year. Uh, We we started and flew into uh, San Francisco and we have relatives in Compton. And so we had an opportunity to uh, take the coast all the way down and back and the windmills and just uh, everything uh, you guys have going, had an opportunity to uh, stop and see the sea lions, uh, go to the... Aquarium there in Monterey, and mm-hmm. uh, just 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 a phenomenal time. We 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 have a vacation in Hawaii, and I fair I, I, I to say that uh, California almost mm-hmm. <laughs> almost rivals Hawaii for
2: us, but we enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's just a testimony of God's beauty and His creativity, and so we're grateful to be here. Um, with that comes a lot of predicaments uh, when there's. This place because of the atmosphere. It just drives the prices up. And, and, um, and as we do ministry here, uh, we're faced with, uh, the same predicaments that you guys are, but just to a greater degree. And so, um, when considering low-income housing and the cost of living here. Right. Right. Quite a yeah. predicament that we need to face as a church. Amen. In fact, my wife and I, my, well, my family and I
1: have taken on, we have, uh, purchased some property this year and, Next year, we're breaking ground on three homes, um, low-income homes uh, here out, out our way. And so um, uh, it, it, it has to touch the heart of the church. It really has to, Pastor. It really yeah. has to. Uh, with all that said, um, why don't you introduce yourself, Pastor, to, uh, to the audience uh, beyond what I've already said. And of course, you having great weather other than that, <laughs> if you could share a little bit about yourself,
2: we'd appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So I came to faith in 2003, and um, and me and my wife uh, were a part of just really dove in deep into the church. Uh, part of my testimony is being international, and so um, God blessed me with an, with an answered prayer uh, in 2003, and um, that prayer came into the form of a Bible, and uh, and so um, if you got time, I'll just share that I was. Um, in 1998, I was from jail from a lengthy addiction to methamphetamines, and um, and I had, in jail I had decided that uh, this wasn't the life for me. I'd actually read read a book called God's Prison Gang, and it, there was a there was a chapter in there about a man who stole some jewelry. Uh, he was actually a cat burglar who stole a 269 carat sat. Museum and I just so happened to be there for burglary and after reading the story I didn't have an epiphany about God but what I did understand is that my drugs had led me to 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 perform that robbery that landed me in jail and I had decided to get clean uh, from that point on and so um, fast forward to 2001 um, I was at a tattoo shop and uh, I was how to get it on on getting a tattoo and the gentleman that owns the shop I was asking him about the cost of uh, the tattoo that I wanted and he said it was quite big uh, he didn't know uh, but uh, what it would cost in the end but he would take uh, take me in and charge me by the hour and his price was $100 an hour okay. and I and I said that's okay I'll do that and so we scheduled the appointment and I came in on a Saturday and start tattooing me Meanwhile, as I'm sitting there getting the tattoo done, I, I see a lot of people coming into his shop, and they said uh, they were asking the same question. Uh, his name was Callie. Said Callie, "How much for this tattoo?" And and he said, uh, uh, "Peace. I don't know. We'll keep track of the time, and I'll charge you fifty dollars an hour." And I <laughs> okay. thought, I thought, I thought, fifty dollars an hour. What's going on here? And another person come in, another person come in, another person in, and gave the same explanation. And. Right. People um, and he goes, oh, these are people from my church. You should, you should come check it out. And I said, yeah, you, all right, I, I want to come $50 check it out. Discount, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And so I thought, man, that and you know, I know now what I was attracted to was the grace that, that Kelly was giving his brothers and sisters, right. And and so Kelly's church, and um, and we we were there, um, and we we can consistently going there and my sole purpose was to get to know Callie and to get a good deal on a tattoo to be quite honest with you right Right. and um, months had went by and they asked me if I wanted to be part of uh, their motorcycle ministry mm-hmm. they had a uh, motorcycle ministry there and I said sure I thought man this is getting better by the moment I can get good deals on tattoos and I can ride motorcycles this there you go great <laughs> and so some rules and they they said um uh, they, they assign you an older brother to, to disciple you and the older brother told me to get a biker vest I thought okay that's cool uh, get a pocket bible and get a notepad and pen and have those items in your vest at all times when we're ministering to people and I said okay okay and so each week what what you the, the bike ministry would circle up and they the older brothers that would disciple you would call upon the younger brothers to open their bible and and uh, recite some scripture well i did not have that bible i never i wasn't able to find it i got everything else I now if you don't have these things rumor had it that it, that if your older brother calls upon you you don't have that bible they're going to discipline you in the sense of they'll make you pull some weeds okay or, uh around the campus or or they'll put you on dreaded parking duty right gotcha <laughs> gotcha right but the, the thought of being called upon in, the, uh, in this circle of men, which encompassed about 20 men, and not having that mm-hmm. the thought of being humiliated right. in front of these men was frightening to me. Right. Right. And uh, it was about the fifth or sixth week that um, I had gone to church uh, with that fear. And uh, I made it throughout. Uh, and I just kind of took a beeline to the car and for the first time ever I had prayed and I cried out to God and I said, God, if you're real, you give me this Bible because there's no tattoo worth it. I'm not, I right. don't want to be humiliated. And, right. and, and, and I just kind of left it at that. Um, we got in the car and Sheila had brought our boys in and they were four and five years old at the time. And, we had gotten in the car, and Sheila had my wife had promised the boys to take them to a local pizza parlor here. And man, we—that's when the argument kind of began. I it was just a, a loud place, and I'm already frustrated and, and of so arguing. But mom wins the argument because she promised the boys, and we yeah. find ourselves at this pizza place. Right. <laughs> uh, we pull in the parking lot, and uh, I get out of the car and. I'm Frankly, I'm just honestly, I'm just being a jerk. I fling my door open, I leave it open, and I'm gonna go try to free my son out of his car seat. Meanwhile, the car pulls up and get out of his car. And so I was like, I remember his window being down. And I said, sir, I'm gonna be out of your way as soon as I get my son out. And I remember him saying, um, I'm in no hurry, it's Sunday. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so I didn't really know what that meant in the moment, but I grabbed my son out finally and I closed both doors when this man freed himself from his car. And uh, and I was waiting for Sheila to get our other son out of the car seat and when I got it and I turned around and I looked at this 70 year old man, some five foot nothing, uh, white hair, and he shoved a Gideon pocket Bible in my wow. face and he told me, the father told me to give this to Wow. Him. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. Man. Uh, that was 20 minutes after I cried out to God. And um, and, and while you were being a jerk. <laughs> yes. At the same yeah. time, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was, yeah, um, I explained, I'm tearing up right now. It's like God's grace is yes. undeserved grace, you know, yeah. in that moment. Like he didn't have to do that, but he loved me enough to do it. And the interesting thing is that man got in his car. His wife never got out. I remember seeing her as they pulled back out and um, as i started to contemplate that um, left into a pizza parlor a kid's pizza parlor where he had no earthly business being right like yeah. he was you know but i i knew for a fact that that man was on a mission for god he had no earthly business but he had spiritual business darn right and man Amen. And so my life since then has been, I, I dared to pray another prayer. And I said, God, if you'll allow me to take lefts into places where it makes no earthly sense, um, please let me do that. Give impact in other people's lives for the kingdom. Amen. Well,
1: Pastor, this is um, um, it, it, your testimony is, is, uh, is, is, is as it should be, that we serve a supernatural God that meets our needs exactly at the time we need them Mm -hmm. and he meets us where we are. Even, even when we're being I'm not trying to insult you, but I'm just saying, even when we're being jerks sometimes, (laughs) you know, he, he, he meets us where we are. And, and, uh, I thank, I thank God for that. Uh, We're going to take a a small break, uh, pastor. And then when we come back, I want to talk about, um, one of your projects that we're very interested in as well as your new book. Uh, we want to talk about this book and, and I want to kind of scold you a little bit about your book because uh, as I was reading through it, I was asking myself the question and asking God, um, where was this book when I was teaching seminary? And where were this, was this book when, when I came into <laughs> ministry, because all of these questions have been asked to me one time or another, or I've asked them of God myself. So uh, your book is very timely, just out of time, like like Paul, uh, your your book is out of due season for me. So, <laughs> so when we come back, we want to uh, get into your book. And, and then, of course, we want to talk about uh, the project that your, your ministry is doing. Awesome wonderful. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and we'll be right back. We have Pastor Mike Larson with us, and uh, we're going to talk about his his latest book and the project that uh, his ministry has going on uh, out there in uh, Norwalk, California, and we'll be right back after these messages. This is, again, uh, a moment of grace. We'll be right back. (music) This is your host, Dr. Ray Drone Butler, and we're back with Pastor Mike Larson. Pastor, um, we thank, thank God for telling us about your testimony uh, when you were in the uh, motorcycle ministry and how a gentleman just came and and gone answered prayers, you know. Um you, you kind of had your moments, Moses moment, you know, when Moses said, well, I can't speak. And so he said, well, you got a brother that can speak. Well, I don't know how to lead. Well, tell him I am that I am. So sometime mm. God meets us uh, exactly where we are in order to show himself uh, approved. But you have um, a project going on. Uh, we interview a, quite a b- few authors and you have a project going on that you um, dealing with audiobook would you share with us a few moments about that
2: yeah we have a pardon the pun but we have uh, uh, an audiobook studio here on campus Um, our church is uh, encounter christian church is located in bellflower uh, california which is just a neighbor of norwalk and um and uh when i wrote my book um we we did it as a ministry it's we knew that it wasn't going to um be this great source of income we just wanted to give it away as much as we possibly can to be equipped to uh have the answers that god to to the, just the questions that are burning in our culture and and so i had begun to uh i wanted to as an extension of the word i wanted to, so as i was um, getting quotes for that uh, it's quite expensive uh, to say the least and so there's some great studios out there and um, and uh, but but it really just costs quite a bit of money, and uh, it even co- costs a lot more money if you want something somebody to narrate your book. Right, um, and that could that could increase the, uh, the the most inexpensive And for my book, and uh, that is fifty five thousand words, and then it was going to be an additional seventy to one hundred dollars an hour in order wow. to. Um, record if I if I wanted a narrator right and so we're doing ministry in in southeast Los Angeles County and the cost of living here is just extreme and so uh, I said hey you think we could build a studio here and record it ourselves and so we ended up doing that and so um and then God put it up upon my heart that there are uh, many people like me that are in ministry that are doing uh, church in hard places, and um, you know whether you're the inner city missionary pastor in the heart of Los Angeles or New York or Atlanta or um, you know uh, wherever you're at and you're growing, but you have a, you've written a book, um, and if we could amplify your. Uh, you'll reach through the, through the ministry of the Word, of the written Word, then uh, we would love to do that for indigenous pastors, missionary pastors for free. And so what we have created here is a nonprofit ministry at the church where we are... Requ- we are not limiting this to a Christian uh, author because we also want this to be missionary. We okay. want this to be a mission field. Uh, we do have limits. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, we're we're also gonna honor God in what we do, but but we feel like this can be an opportunity for us to get to know non Christians and the Christians and the love of Christ through us, uh, by giving them good deals on, on audiobooks too. And so but we're gonna we're gonna charge them a, a fair price and then with the profits of that of those um, we will uh, be able to produce the out of your books for uh, these missionary pastors all over the world for free. Oh, that is so wonderful.
1: And and, you know, with the, um, uh, and and just a real quick story, uh, several years ago, I I was um, uh, doing a conference in Oklahoma and uh, had written my first book and I had a young lady who didn't have the funds, and it, 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 this is kind of a two prong story. But anyway, she didn't have the funds. And had asked me, you know, uh, Pastor, if you, if you could bless me with a book. And so I, sure sure enough, I did. Mm-hmm. And I gave her the book. And um, uh, the church invited me back um, um, on my third book uh, and went back and, and saw this young lady. And I was so excited to see her. And I want to see, you know, what, you know, because, uh, you know, of course, we think we have uh, um, done something better than the first book that we did. So, uh, I saw her and I asked her a question. I said, well, did you, um, how'd you enjoy the book? And she said, um, well, um, to be honest with you, um, she pulled me to the side. She said, I'm illiterate. I Mm -hmm. never read it, you know, but everybody else had one and I wanted to have one too. So this, this, um, this ministry is needed. Um, I know these days and times, uh, with our millennials and all that, um, you know, uh, illiteracy is is less common, but um, there's still a lot of people out there that that do not read um, as fluently as as we used to twenty or thirty years ago. So, uh, thank God for your church and your ministry and your vision of, of doing this, and I, I I feel it's going to um, do ha- have a great impact in the kingdom. Yeah. Um, well, well, saying that, and I, like I said before the the break. Uh, You've written a book and um, I taught seminary for five years and systematic theology. I I needed this book. (laughs) (laughs) I really did share with me how, how these questions came about and uh, I already know, but you've sent me uh, your book. So I see how how the question, but for the audience, you know, just kind of let us take a step back and how these questions materialized and how you know, how, what was the process in, in bringing these questions to the forefront in this book?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we we understand as a, as a church that we live in a post-Christian culture um, that Christianity is really not the center of, of where our culture lies when it comes to their values and their understanding. And so we wanted to equip the Uh, local church here um, answer and address uh, the burning questions that are going on in our culture. And so we did a sermon series in 2016 uh, called That is a Great Question, and um, we solicited the question and answer, or questions of faith and life from our congregation, and boy, they, they... and. Boy, we are flooded with a lot of questions and so we we did it as a summer series um, and so you know from why do bad things happen to you what does the Bible say about alcohol what does the Bible say about homes but we, we became acutely aware that um, the questions that were being asked uh, were coming from most likely some, something very personal in, in people's lives and exactly. so and so we really wanted to take uh, just uh, due diligence on and so when someone's asking what does the Bible say about homosexuality we're we're obviously not just wanting to give a biblical uh, understanding or uh, on gender or sex right we're, we're coming at it with the understanding that this is probably being asked by a mom whose son or daughter They're is struggling, struggling with yeah. sexuality Right. And you know same thing with alcohol um, this is probably coming from a wife whose husband is right and so we were we, we, we approached every question uh, through that summer series like that and or, or through that lens that we wanted to we knew that this was personal and that it needed a very personal but a very biblical hope-filled grace-filled answer and so um, so we did we preached that series and um, the uh, because blessed internet, uh, the two sermons that or two uh, answered questions that we we did this on a Sunday morning to replace our worship service uh, typically, and mm-hmm. so it was kind of, I know it wasn't very orthodox to do so, but we we felt like this would be a really good use of our time and went viral on the internet and so uh the two videos on alcohol and the one bit vi- or the one video on alcohol and the one video on homosexuality uh took off and so they came here from, out from houston and they br- took us to lunch and pitched us the idea of actually putting this into book form and uh yeah and so i love books and i've always read books mm. and but about writing my own book until these, uh, this publisher said, hey, you should probably do this, man. This, and, and they explained to me how important, or, or that this is just a facet of the ministry of the Word, of That's the right. written Word. Right. And I thought, man, okay. And so we did, and uh, we prayed as the elder board uh, at our church, and uh, the elders graciously gave me the summer off to write this book. And then, yeah. And then in 2018, we we've, we've been doing this series here at, uh, in, and in 2018 we were addressing more questions, and uh, the subject obviously we were dealing with some of the school shootings and the things yeah. that were happening in our culture. We we're also. Um, yeah suicide which is super prevalent at that time and it still is now mm-hmm. and so we we took on those two questions with almost a bunch more and then the publisher came back after hearing those and said man we need to do a second edition we book and you need to add those two into it Thank and you. so and so we did that we uh we did a second edition in 2019 published a second edition that has three additional chapters and uh those, those chapters are just that. It's uh, where is God during tragedies? And we use the Parkland shootings to help us tell that okay. story. Right. And then uh, what does the Bible say about suicide?
1: Well, you know, the, 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 the questions are, uh, and as, as, as our culture is trying to fit um, our content- contemporary theology into um, this book that's 2,000 years old, um, I think you guys addressed it very well, and um, the it, it's it's very easily e- easily to be re- easy an easy read. Um, the what does the Bible say about dinosaurs? I, I had chills on that one because. When I was a youth pastor, a uh, brand new youth pastor, I had a little nine-year-old boy that was learning about dinosaurs. And, and <laughs> so,
2: it, <laughs> so
1: here I am, you know, two years uh, out of seminary and I get hit with this question <laughs> from a nine-year-old. Yeah. And so uh, all of the questions, um, uh, and, and I wanted to say that because um, it, it's going to hit everybody in our, in our culture, every age yeah. in our culture. You deal with the the issue of homosexuality and suicide and and even with suicide and always, you know, uh, from our perspective, we always tell people, you know, we're counseling and praying with people that are on that on the brink, you know, is that you you don't stop the pain, you pass it on, Mm -hmm. you know, so it, it doesn't stop because you ended your life you know you you now have uh like a spider's web you you've passed it on to other people that you love so uh and and so i think you all have addressed it very well and this book is, is like i said very beautifully written uh it, it it uh is masterful in how your approach is uh, with the bible context and then uh the stories that you you give to bring some contextual fabric to the, the to the questions. Uh, and I just want to thank you. But like I said, you, you're, you're about, for me anyway, you're about 30 years too too late on somebody's, somebody's it's never questions. never too late, man. <laughs> it's never too late. I, got, I, doing... I just want to cut up with you a little bit, Pastor. I know. You yeah, know, yeah. but it, I, 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 uh, God is my witness. I've had every one of these questions asked, you know, early in ministry and, uh, yeah. and, and, and truly, uh, had to search out and, and kind of rightfully divide the word, and uh, so thank you all so much for writing this book and speak of that. Where can people purchase the book, Pastor?
2: Yeah, um, so I have my own website. It's uh, Mike Larson, L-A-R-S-E-N dot org, and then there is uh, links to the uh, to my book on Amazon and yeah. Barnes and Noble and obviously audiobook uh audible um and itunes uh, it's all there uh, so I, uh, yeah you can go there and get it um be sure to if you're going to go direct to amazon um thanks for asking is a very common name so just be sure to put in by mike larson l-a-r-s-e-n and then it will pop up and then there's two copies there one is the first edition and the second edition the first edition is the same uh, with the exception of the three additional chapters
1: and so um, w- we want to thank you so much, Pastor, and we uh, pray that God's grace and his mercy and his love continue to endure in your ministry and everything your hands have labored to. Thank you for your testimony and, and thank you for the, the project that you all yeah. are doing an audio book and especially for le- releasing um, this, this timely book uh, into, the, uh, uh, into the culture. In this contemporary time, thank you so much uh, again for
2: your time uh, here on Moments of Grace. Yeah, well, thank you, Dr. Butler, for like giving like small guys like me, just you know, pastors that are grinding, uh, the opportunity to get heard. And so, man, I appreciate what you're doing too and um i really love the stuff that you're doing on your website with the low-income housing um i am blown away by your guys heart and your mission and so god bless you too bro.
1: thank you so much thank you so much um pastor and next time we're out in uh, california we'll, we'll have to um uh, come by the church and, and visit with you guys i think we'll uh, probably be out there within the next the next uh year or two but we'll uh, we'll have to stop
2: in and, and say hello
1: yeah, I'll be honored.
2: We'll get you in here and get some of your audio books recorded. Oh, that, that's, that sounds great. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> All
1: talk. <right. laughs> we'll talk. Well, that is Pastor uh, Mike Larson uh, uh, there with uh, Encounter Christian Church, and uh, they're in Norwalk, California. And he, he's written a, a dynamic book, Thank, uh, thanks uh Thanks is a, that, that's a great question. And that's thanks, for asking. A, uh, thanks for asking, It's a quite, yeah. I've, I've written it down incorrect. So <laughs> just have to have to count it to my, my, my head, not my heart. So uh, apologize, but please look up his book and if you can go on and get it, I've read it. It is a, a great read. Uh, and, I, and like I said, the questions that are asked are contemporary questions. Uh, they're timely questions that, that you probably have asked about and did not have the answers. You may have even asked these questions of someone that you uh, thought highly of in ministry and they gave you an answer to the best of their ability. Uh, This book kind of answers those questions uh, from a biblical standpoint, as well as uh, a love standpoint. And So I wanna encourage you to get the the book uh, as well as reach out to Pastor Mike. Uh, Well, our time is up. I wanna tell you, thank you so much for being a part of the the show today here on Moments of Grace. And as we always say, continue to love God, love life. Keep the light on. We'll see you next time.